Hi again everyone, thanks again for the download. This is Tim. Just a quick reminder before we get started that all our podcasts are available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and SoundCloud. And you can find all our podcasts on our home website, RadioMVP.com. Anthony D'Onofrio is my special guest today. He is a candidate for the Mahoning County Common Pleas Judge. The primary is May 8th. Anthony D'Onofrio has been endorsed by the Mahoning County Democratic Party, the 224 Democratic Club, the Austintown Democratic Club, and Ask Me. You can find more information about Anthony D'Onofrio's candidacy at his website, D'OnofrioForJudge.com. Now let's get started with the latest edition of One on One with Tim Continenza, my special guest, Anthony D'Onofrio, a candidate for the Mahoning County Common Pleas Judge. Hi again, everybody. Thanks again for the download. I'm Tim, and this is another edition of One on One. Today, my special guest is Anthony D'Onofrio. He's a candidate for the Mahoney County Common Pleas Judge. The primary is May 8th. Anthony has been endorsed by the Mahoney County Democratic Party, the 224 Democratic Club, the Austintown Democratic Club, and Ask Me. So, without any further ado, let me introduce and welcome Anthony D'Onofrio to the podcast. Thank you, Tim. Thanks for having me here today. Anthony, let's just get right into it a little bit. Just talk about your career and then what led you to the decision to run for Common Pleas Judge. Well, uh, my career um, started about 27 years ago. Actually, before that, when I was in law school, I became a, an intern at the Mahoney County Prosecutor's Office. Um, I was assigned down to juvenile court, and I was able to um, actually try cases with my internship certificate that was issued by the um, Ohio Supreme Court. So I started my career there. When I, when I graduated from law school and passed the bar exam, then I was assigned to the criminal division of the Mahoney County uh, Prosecutor's Office. I was in common pleas court on a daily basis for, for about seven years at that office. That's kind of where I cut my teeth as a, a trial lawyer, prosecuted criminal felony cases. I even, toward the end of my uh, time at the prosecutor's office, I tried some civil cases representing the county commissioners, the sheriff's uh, department, the CSB, and other uh, county agencies. We also gave opinions to township trustees and all the department heads. So had a great education at the uh, prosecutor's office. Uh, It was time to move on at some point, and that's when I uh, was hired by the law firm of Rossi and Rossi. I spent about five years with that law firm. It was a general practice law firm with an emphasis on personal injury work. So we did a lot of trial work, had a lot of jury trials um, dealing with auto accidents and, and other kind of civil matters. Um, did a little bit of criminal defense, so I was able to um, get both sides of uh, both prosecution and defense work, as well as um, civil defense work and civil prosecution or plaintiff's work. Um, I left that law firm uh, to strike out on my own, and um, I I had maintained a small private practice, and then I just jumped in um, and had my own practice, and I did that kind of work for approximately, I don't know, 10 or 15 years total throughout my career where, you know, I represented all aspects of, of clients. It was kind of an extension of the Rossi Law Firm because it was a lot of general practice type of work, had a lot of different clients, 
did some pro bono work, did some indigent defense work, did a lot of domestic relations work, uh, child custody matters, as well as uh, an emphasis on personal injury um, work. So it did a lot of trial work as well, a lot of litigation. And then, you know, I was looking for something different, and an opportunity came up at B.J. Allen Company. Um, it, most people know them as Phantom Fireworks, which is... You know, it's a, it's a national business, and it has some international ties as well. So it was a great opportunity for me. I was working under the auspices of um, Bill Weimer, who was a general counsel there, and just really got a great um, education and experience uh, representing this company. Um, they have offices and locations all over the country. So I was the point person on litigation. I was able to work with some of the top law firms in the country in um, civil matters, but in addition to the personal injury type of work that uh, was uh, being done there, uh, I was also heavily involved in construction law, did a lot of um, property and land use type of issues. And when our human resources person left business, I kind of assumed those duties as well. So, you know, we, you know, I was in a position where I was managing 400 um, permanent full-time employees, and during the fireworks season, that number jumped up to about 2,500 people. So great experience. I gave seminars to a lot of the managers throughout the country um, on different uh, personnel issues and that sort of thing. So the problem with that job, and I loved it, it was a great experience. Um, I had a young family, and it took me away from my family. And I didn't want to look back 10 years and um, miss out on a lot of uh, my son and my daughter's um, you know, activities and experiences, both sporting activities as well as school activities. So uh, an opportunity came up for me at the city of Youngstown. Um, Chuck Samarone, when he took over uh, the duty of mayor, uh, he offered me a job in the law department, so I took it, kind of normalized my life, and it brought me back to public service. I started my career at the prosecutor's office with the county, and um, I currently serve as deputy law director for the city of Youngstown in the Brown administration. This is my third administration that I've been through. It really has brought me full circle to uh, back to public service. And, uh, you know, of course, at, at the city, I represent the mayor and department heads, and I'm involved in all manner of municipal law. We, we are involved in a lot of different uh, issues involving litigation as well. So. Uh, and personnel issues as well. So my experience uh, has been very broad, very diverse throughout my 27-year legal career. I, I think it's uh, prepared me very well uh, to sit on the Court of Common Pleas where I started uh, my practice. With all that in mind, and, and that's, that's an amazing uh, opportunities that you've had from B.J. Allen to the city of Youngstown to working with the prosecutor's office and so forth throughout your career. Tell me how all that comes into focus with your judicial philosophy. Well, my judicial philosophy is that the rule of law is of utmost importance. And, you know, we, we had a little talk about this beforehand. Um, uh, we started a podcast. Um, you know, the, these positions are really nonpartisan positions, and we're bound to follow the law. And, you know, I, I believe the American jurisprudence system is the, the greatest system in the world. Um, it's not without its faults or flaws, but no system is perfect. I think it's the best there is out there. And I think as a judge, you have to follow the law. You have to maintain the law and minister justice um, equally 
throughout, and that includes, uh, you know, applying legal principles in an unbiased manner, in an objective manner, regardless of color, race, religion, gender. Um, so that's my philosophy, essentially, that I would um, uh, maintain the utmost integrity and honesty on the bench and apply the law equally to all. With that in mind, as we go forward and looking at the some of the issues that judges do face, and they don't face them every day and may only happen may not happen very often in their career, but once in a while there is a conflict of interest. How would a judge or how would yourself in that position, if you did enter a conflict of interest, how would you handle it? Well, you, you have to remove yourself if, uh, if there's a conflict, and you can do that by recruiting yourself. Um, there are situations where parties uh, might know the judge, and, and as, as long as there's full disclosure and everybody is aware and they approve of that and authorize you know, the judge sitting, despite their um, previous relationship or, or knowing each other, you know, you have to make sure, you have to ensure fairness in a level playing field for everyone on, on, when you're sitting on the bench. You know, that's one way to do it. Um, you know, one of the other things is my, my family has been involved uh, in the judiciary for 52 years. And, you know, my father was a judge for 27 years. My brother was a judge for 25 years. And, um, you know, I challenge anyone to, to have said a negative word about them. They're, they serve with honor, they serve with integrity, um, and without a hint of controversy. And, you know, we know how sometimes judges, um, not just judges, but political figures um, in Mahoney County can be affected by outside influences. You know, you, you no one can ever um, say that about my family. We've always served, you know, with honesty and integrity, and that's what you're going to get from me. Uh, this is something I think it's kind of personal for a an attorney or someone who becomes a judge. But is there a way to define what is injustice? You know, I, I mean, it, it depends on the circumstances. That's going to change on a, on a case by case basis. You know, what is justice? Um, you know, I, I think again, uh, a judge has to look at the circumstances of the case before him or her. They have to look at the law that applies to that particular circumstance, and they have to do their very best to be uh, objective. And I'm sure there's difficult situations. It's a very hard uh, position to be in. It's, it's not an easy job because you're making decisions that change the lives of people, basically, uh, on, a, on a daily basis. And, and you just have to look at every situation individually. You know, we do our very best. We do the best we can to, um, you know, assess what uh, resolution might uh, might result in the final end of justice. What is maybe one of the reforms that you make that you would like to see be able to be achieved in the future? Well, just, just in my background and my experience, um, I'm not sure if anyone's aware, but um, when my father was on Youngstown Municipal Court, he saw people with real issues coming through his court, real problems. Um, a lot of the same people that cycled through his court on a regular basis had serious substance abuse issues, alcoholism at the time. And back in the 60s, an alcoholic was looked at as, you know, being a bum or morally depraved. But he saw a real need to help these people. So he started researching the issue. Back then, medical evidence was suggesting that alcoholism is a disease. Research in different programs throughout the country. And he came up with one that, um, out of Arizona, I believe, that, um, you know, he wanted to apply 
to the Youngstown Municipal Court, give uh, alcoholics a place to reform their lives, to rehabilitate their lives, and, and to resolve some of the issues that they had with alcohol. So he essentially what he did was start the first drug rehabilitation court, City of Youngstown, and it was known as the Honors Court. As a result of that court, he changed the lives of thousands of people for the better. So that was that was uh, something that's very near and dear to my heart. I've served on drug and alcohol boards for the last 17 years, learning about that problem, uh, learning about the solutions to the problem, and learning that there is actually hope for uh, addicts. Right now we have a horrible um, heroin epidemic um, or opioid crisis um, in our country, and particularly here in the Moaning Valley. So, you know, what I what I'd like to do, and, and Judge Durkin runs a very efficient drug court, you know, I'd like to be involved in that type of a specialty docket because of my background and what I've seen and how I've seen my father change the lives of people. Um, that program that was started in the 60s is, is still in existence today. It's being um, run by Meridian Healthcare. I currently serve on the board at Meridian Healthcare, so I'm very proud to be a part of that organization. Very proud to have the opportunity to change the lives of, spe- of people as well. So that's you know, that, that's something that I would pursue when elected to the Common Police Court, as well as potentially the creation of other specialty dockets. Uh, you know, there's several in existence right now. Besides the drug court, there's um, the veterans court. You know, there's a mental health court. That's something that uh, when I'm in that position, I could uh, assess a little further. We're talking with Anthony D'Onofrio. He is a candidate for the Mahoney County Common Pleas Judge. The primary is May 8th. Anthony D'Onofrio has been endorsed by the Mahoney County Democratic Party, the 224 Democratic Club, the Austintown Democratic Club, and Ask Me. And you can find him on the Internet. For more information on his website is D'OnofrioForJudge.com. Anthony, as we get down to the last little bit of our opportunity to talk, just take a moment and talk about how you hope to affect the courtroom as judge and how your vision of it in the future well you know as i said there's there's certain things that are near and dear to my heart Um, i've seen what it takes to be a great judge you know i grew up in a household where um you know since i was five years old my, my father was elected to the bench and i got to observe him i've gotten to observe his demeanor i think he's one of the greatest examples of uh, judicial temperament um, that I've ever seen. Um, very fair, very just man, and and my mother as well. Um, they were just wonderful people. They still they're still living. My dad's 92, mom's 93, and I've always strived my entire life to um, follow their example. Y- you know, from an educational standpoint, um, although my family came from a legal background, um, they never really forced that on me. All. all they were concerned about was to get your education so and that's what I did essentially um, I, I kind of found my own way to law without any pressures from my family um, they constantly encouraged me pursue an education and I had to find myself here what I'm going to carry to the court is my background I, I was a blood bank technician for eight years and, and was in the medical profession um, as part of my education and um, you know I dealt with people my entire life my whole life has been based on service to others and public service and you know I intend to serve the community well when I um, take the bench and as far as the reform or changes that happen 
when I'm there, you know, I'll apply my life's experience, my philosophies in life. Again, um, you know, the the fact that I believe that the rule of law is of utmost importance um, to the court, and um, you know, do my very best to, you know, study the the issues in society that society's having, and and you know, try to attack head on how to resolve some of those issues. Anthony D'Onofrio, he is running for the Mahoney County Common Pleas Judge. The primary is May 8th. And Anthony, let's have a little fun now. Um, (laughs) This is what I do with everyone. This is uh, called Rapid Fire uh, for those who are first-time listeners to the podcast. It's just simple questions, one-word answers or one, two sentences. Whatever you want to give is fine. And uh, just to get to know uh, Anthony D'Onofrio a little bit better. Uh, Your favorite TV show? Oh my gosh, I haven't had much time to watch TV lately, but uh, I, I can't, you know, I, I um, oh my gosh, I, <laughs> I haven't watched TV in a long time. I understand. <laughs> I, I do get that. I really do you have, have a favorite, favorite movie? Um, you know, I, 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 I always have uh, fashioned myself as, a, as sort of an outdoorsman. I always love Jeremiah Johnson. That's my go-to. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a favorite sport? Um, I love football. I love football. I played football, and um, you know, my my son, we're, we're shying him away from doing that because uh, you know because of the, some of the issues. I, I was injured my senior year. I really don't want to see that happen to my son. But he's a phenomenal athlete and a great basketball player. Well, basketball is a great sport too. So, it's one of my favorites. Uh, favorite athlete? Did you have any favorite athlete either today or yesterday when oh, you were growing up? Yeah, I mean, you know, some of the great quarterbacks, Johnny Unitas. You know, in, in my era. <laughs> We had some great uh, idols that we looked up to. Uh, you know, I was always a Browns fan. I'm sorry, Pittsburgh people, but uh, that's kind of how I grew up. But, you know, our, our we're on our way back. Our uh, boardman's own Bernie Kosar, you know, um, you know, I love Bart Starr. I love the Packers and, uh, you know, Coach Lombardi. Do you, have you ever played or do play any musical instruments? I do, actually. I um, kind of picked up uh, a guitar about 10 years ago. I always wanted to learn how to play. And, um, I ended up taking lessons with my daughter. She's the one who's very musically inclined. She plays probably five or six different instruments wow. now and, and sings as well. So, you know, I, I can't keep up with her. We started together, but uh, I still pick up the guitar occasionally for my own personal entertainment. My favorite uh, instrument is the guitar, too. I'm not very good at it, but I keep trying. Um, let's see. Favorite song on a playlist in your car? When you get if there's any type of favorite song oh, you like to listen yeah, well, to? Zeppelin, Stairway to Heaven, that kind of thing. You know, I'm a classic rocker kind of guy. And least favorite song to listen to? Maybe because of the kids? Uh, well, some of the things that my son is listening to lately, and um, he, he, you know, he listens to groups like the Migos, who most people never heard of. But um, yeah, I'm not a big fan. <laughs> and finally. Top item on your bucket list, non-professional. Something maybe like uh, if you wanted to go see the Rocky Mountains if you've never been there or uh, to travel to Europe or anything like that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one of one of my um, number one bucket list items is a trip to Italy. I mean, you know, my father was born in Italy. I'd love to go to his hometown. He's been back about ten times with my mother, and um, my siblings have gone, um, and I've never had the opportunity yet just the way my life played out. So... Um, my wife and I absolutely uh, intend to visit Italy and my cousins there. Terrific. I love that one. All right. We've been talking with Anthony D'Onofrio. He is a candidate for the Mahoney County Common Pleas Judge. The primary is May 8th. Anthony, thank you so much for taking oh gosh, time yeah. in your morning to come over and talk to me for this podcast. Again, uh, 
the he is a candidate for the Mahoney County Common Pleas Judge. The primary is May 8th. He's been endorsed by the Mahoney County Democratic Party, the 224 Democratic Club, the Austintown Democratic Club. Ask me, and you can find more information on Anthony D'Onofrio's candidacy on the internet at D'Onofrio for Judge.com. Thank you so much.